All right. Welcome back to Modern Light Workers. It is time to stop hiding and start shining. This is your host, the Shine Coach, Janet Bernstein. And we are back with another amazing guest. Amanda Freeman helps smart, successful women in business master their energy so they can overcome overwhelm, self-sabotage, and burnout and make a powerful impact in the world with their work. She is an energy healing practitioner and mentor for soul-led entrepreneurs, as well as a Reiki master and teacher, an EFT master practitioner, sacred circle facilitator, and intuitive business owner. Plus, she is a regular guest speaker on podcasts and at local women in business events. Combining the practical with the energetic, Amanda facilitates powerful transformation for her clients so they can show up and be successful, sustainable, and socially conscious in life and business. Her energy alchemy transforms services, relationships, well-being, and personal reality, elevating your service to its highest potential clients, delivery, and abundance. Wow. I am so impressed and I'm so excited that she is here. When she is not holding space for you and your soul work, you will find Amanda at home with her family among the trees in Melbourne, Australia, walking in the forest, swimming, drinking herbal tea with chocolate, of course, and learning all the things, healing, spirituality, conscious business, and personal growth. Welcome, welcome, Amanda. I am so excited you are here. Thanks so much for having me. Gosh, it always sounds like such a mouthful when it's read out loud. (laughs) Well, this is definitely impressive. I mean, I, I, there's so many pieces that we could extract from that bio and just talk about, oh my goodness, Reiki master and teacher, um, EFT master practitioner for those listening that is tapping, correct? Yep. So how fun is that? And then sacred circle facilitator. I'm sure that that is something incredibly special because it just has a beautiful energy around the the title yeah yeah look I do I I do love what I do I there's so many beautiful components to it particularly um I think the bringing of um like-minded people together I think that's been particularly with the pandemic that's been the biggest game changer because we realize how much we need even online is yes it is slightly different but you can still have that sense of connectedness and how much we miss it when we don't have it. Um, and mm. I know here in Melbourne, we have had so many lockdowns where we have not been able to go anywhere and connect with people. So being able to have these spaces to bring my clients together has been, yeah, it's what definitely got me through this mm. the past two years. So sure. yeah, so I'm really grateful. I love my work for sure. Yeah. And we were talking before um, this podcast, um, before we started recording that, you know, you and I met in an online group um, because obviously we are on two different um, (laughs) sides of the world, Um, you know, so even just trying to come up with a great time to record an episode can sometimes be challenging. (laughs) But yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been pretty honest in this, um, in, in the podcast and in my business that, you know, I kind of went kicking and screaming into the online space. Um, I definitely love all of the technology and I love the tools and I love connecting with people, you know, in other countries and other places. Um, but I do miss the in-person events. And, and so that's definitely been a struggle, but 
today reminds me of why I am so thankful for this online world and for some of the things that the pandemic has brought us that could be more positive. So, um, so yeah, really thankful that you are here. Um, I really want to dive right in because you have so much knowledge um, in in really what makes women, especially women in business, tick, um, and how they can really show up and start to be. Um, more of who they're meant to be. And of course, that's a huge passion of mine as a shine coach. Um, so let's just dive right in. Like, let's, let's really get down to it. Where are women not showing up? What's it look like, like for some of your clients? Well, I think probably um, things like procrastination, comparisonitis, and really mm-hmm. lack of confidence. Um, I mean, I work a lot with very self-aware um, women, uh, but they will still have these wobbles. And it's like, you know, these are often experts in their field or have been running su- successful businesses for many years. But when they come to me, the things that are stopping them are literally they're, they're procrastinating on things they know they need to do. Um, that's probably one of the top ones. I, I just recently did a masterclass on, on that. Um, and it's not because they're lazy like this is the thing it's kind of like a lot of the work I do is kind of reframing it so a lot of people will go I'm procrastinating I'm not doing the thing I should be doing Uh, why am I not doing the thing I should be doing I am smart I am self-aware I know what I you know quote quotation marks should be doing why am I not doing it and what I found is that there's generally a couple of components to that Um, and when we sort of nut nut that down a little bit, it's really easy to stop doing that. But we're, we have this such rigid um, framework that we operate in, I think, because of things like the patriarchy and our societal structures that we kind of equate procrastination with laziness or procrastination with I'm not enough, when mm. usually it's um, maybe you're not aligned to your end goal. So some people will set a goal, you know, 12 months ago and be pushing towards this thing and, and, and then all of a sudden they find themselves stopping, it, stopping striving for that particular goal because actually it's not in alignment with them anymore. And instead of going, I'm not in alignment with my end goal, they will say, oh, I'm being lazy or why am I not so driven? So there's, there's these little nuances that we can kind of step back and look at and kind of reshift how we perceive it and then actually transform those periods, if that makes sense. So absolutely. That's one example. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I really love that we should really be reframing procrastination, you know, um, and as a a high achiever, you know, I'm one of those people that, that sets all the goals. And, and I used to have the dry erase board in the office and the full 12 month calendar up. And, um, and honestly, the last time I bought one of those was in September of 2019. And, I had it up and I had all of my 2020 goals mapped out every single <laughs> event, every writing workshop, every retreat, um, all of the in-person events and all my speaking engagements. Um, and then in March of 2020, um, you'll know what happened then <laughs> I started having to erase things for like a month and then two months at a time. And then before you know it, the whole rest of the year was just blank. And um and you talk about, you know, sometimes we're not in alignment with the goals anymore. Uh, nobody was in alignment with, with what we, I mean, we had no idea what was coming. And right. so, you know, a really great um, lesson for me, you know, at that time was it's okay to pull that calendar off the wall and right. accept that 2020 is not 
a typical year. In fact, 2021 ended up not being mm. a typical year either. Um, yeah. and, and even to this day, I mean, we're now in November and I have not even dared to buy a 2022 calendar um, because yeah. we have no idea. Um, but, you know, that's just one of the um, one of the reminders is that, you know, things can change and, yeah. you know, your goals don't necessarily um, have to say, stay in stone. You know, I think that for anyone listening, if there is a, a goal you had on your plan for 2021 and you haven't hit it, d- ask yourself, you know, am I procrastinating? But mm. also, is it in alignment with what I really wanted? Because at the beginning of the year, maybe that's what I re- really wanted. But now that I'm at the end of the year, you know, maybe that's not what I really wanted. Um, and it's okay to cross it off and say, Never mind. I I don't need that goal, or I I don't need to make that happen. Yeah, and and not even that. I think it's it's also remembering that it's okay to evolve. I think often, particularly a lot of the clients that I work with, they you know invest a lot in their business development. They invest a lot in their profession, professional development, and part of this can be this holding tightly to this thing that someone you know you paid someone a lot of money to help you create, and this almost like this grief when you have to step away from that, you know. Um, So that's another aspect too. Maybe you feel you were aligned then, but you're not now. And and because we're not really taught, I mean, the, the pandemic has taught us how to let go and evolve in ways that maybe we'd resisted a lot in the past. So yeah, I think, I think that's the other element too, is giving yourself permission to, um, you know, realigning or readjusting or changing your goals doesn't necessarily mean you have failed, even if you spend a lot of time, like you said, time and energy planning. We can't be in control of what's happening in the external world. So in a way, it is a gift in saying, okay, well, if there's this resistance, if I am procrastinating, what is it telling me? So I, I loved people to reframe that and be like, procrastination can be just like a little red flag saying, what needs tending to here? Mm. And even sometimes, and this is another layer again, sometimes it's actually not procrastination. It's just that you need to stop and rest. Like a lot of my clients like, oh, I just don't, I couldn't get myself going today. I couldn't, um, you know, I know I want to get this done and, and it is an aligned goal. It is an aligned outcome, but I can't seem to make myself do it. And often I'll say, well, when was the last time you took a nap in the middle of the day and I'll be like oh I can't do that I've got too much to do and it turns out procrastination is actually exhaustion or Mm. even burnout and that is it has been a super powerful reframe for my clients in many situations where we go it's actually just your body saying can we please just stop for a minute particularly if you've been navigating during this last two years like you know so it's it's just really interesting how the stories we tell ourselves are I'm not working hard enough or um, why can't I get this done when the answer is kind of within us. <laughs> so mm. Either yeah. yes, you're not aligned or yes, you're exhausted, take a rest. And then often when we rest, that's when those those downloads happen, those ideas come to us. We have the space to hear what healing we need to address maybe it is grief I know grief has been a huge experience um, in the pandemic for a lot of people grief of loss of loved ones um, of loss of income of loss of those big dreams that have had to shift of loss of connection like we are processing so many things Um, so yeah sometimes it's it's not even procrastination at all 
Yeah, that's so powerful. I mean, I, I think back to the, you know, the last year and a half or so, um, you know, and there, there has been moments where I thought I was procrastinating on, you know, a specific project or, or something that I knew I wanted to do. And I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, why, why am I not doing this thing? Like I'm, I'm disciplined. I'm, you know, I'm, and I've, I've, named off all the adjectives that should say why I'm productive and I'm always on task. And yet this one major thing, I, I just was not prioritizing. And when I really sat down and kind of dissected it, I had to do kind of a worst case scenario. Like if I don't do this, what happens? Or if I do do this, what happens? And I kind of figured out that it was just a timing issue Um, that, you know, I knew that if I launched this certain thing, that there was other things that would have to take place and I wasn't ready for those steps. And so when I really broke it down, I was like, oh, I'm like, okay, so I'm not actually procrastinating. Um, my, my, my brain is actually working and telling me it's just not ready yet. You know, this is a future goal. And I think that, um, as an entrepreneur, especially as a business owner, sometimes it's just prioritizing, our time and our energy and our resources on the projects we're supposed to birth now versus the ones that we're supposed to let, you know, incubate for a little while. Yeah. That, that honoring of the seasons of ourselves and our business, because you know, within ourselves, we need to have the certain energy and capacity to, like you say, to birth things. And if you're in your inner winter, where right. you need to rest and rejuvenate and you're wanting to burst something, it's really hard. So I think that is so true. You really need yes. to be, give yourself permission to feel into, am I in the season where I can see this to fruition? And, and it's not something we're taught. It was not something I was taught when running my business. I was not taught that I would have seasons where, you know, I'd be holding big space and running all the things and other ones where I'd be, you know, not so client facing and really doing that um downloading of the next thing and the deeper levels of the work I was doing like you know and when we start having these conversations there's so much richness in that and we we all kind of like people kind of exhale and like oh so again I'm not procrastinating I'm just in my inner winter right now where the the medicine and the magic is actually in the in the planting of the seeds and the nurturing of those seeds and and it's not culturally um, I don't think valued either those mm-hmm. times like we're right. very in a, a culture that really rewards and celebrates hustle and the end goal mm. and so much of the juiciness um, happens in those quieter moments where that the unfolding happens you know mm. um, so that's definitely something I love um, supporting my clients with as well is just feeling into that and it's not all about the end result and when you do what exactly what you've described how magic is it when when the trans the the thing you've dreamed of comes at the exact right time instead of yeah. some forced timeline well and you know as you're describing you know the the seasons which um for those for any of my women listening who were in my women's organization here in dallas I did an event um, before we all shut down and it, I talked about seasons um, and I just said, you know, each of us are in a different season and, you know, you, you may be in your spring, you know, where, where you are starting to see things bloom, you know, you might be in your fall where things are starting to be let go and there's a renewal. Um, But, you know, as you were describing the seasons and how, like, as, especially as a society, we don't, 
we don't really talk about these things. The things we do talk about almost have a negative connotation. If you think about yes. um, the dark winter, you know, instead of it being like winter, you know, and like, mm. and when I think of winter, like I have a different view of it now because now I think of like warmth and hot chocolate and hot baths and chicken and dumplings. And so like <laughs> I've reframed what I think of winter um, as opposed to some dark, you know, drastic, wh- whatever it is that, that we've, it's almost like a conditioning, um, you know, so, so that's the other piece of it. And I think this is going to tie right into it. Let's talk about comparison because yeah. if you are in your spring and I am in my winter, yeah. you know, I can't look over at you and say, well, she's doing all these things. Um, why am I not doing all these things? And, and sometimes we get so caught up in, in, you know, glancing over at our neighbor's paper, you know, what are they doing? How come I'm not doing what they're doing? Like, let's talk about comparisonitis. Like, where do you see that manifest in your clients? Oh, so often. Um, and what I usually share with my clients when this comes up is that a it's really normal like I think we are sort of social beings and we do gain our inspiration from others and if you're an energy sensitive person you're most likely you know drawn to people who have similar values and are doing similar things so it's kind of a normal response to have when we kind of go oh like what's that quote from when Harry met Sally I I want what she's having you know (laughs) that, that vibe like it's a total normal experience to have but what what I invite my clients to do is rather than getting caught up in that energy and sort of really taking it on which then leads to that self-doubt which then leads to almost like paralysis sometimes because you think oh my gosh or you know even those times where you've got something that you were going to share and someone shares something similar and you're like I can't share that now because that person's going to think I'm copying them when I'm not. I've been, have had this idea, I've been developing, like, you know, like it just sent, can send you into like this doom spiral. Um, I kind of invite people to go, okay, again, this is just like an opportunity to be, to feel into if I am comparing myself to someone else and, and wanting that energy of them, it means that I'm not operating from my center mm. and from my alignment for some reason. Mm. so it's a really powerful way uh, opportunity to check in and be like okay what am I doing that I don't want to be doing mm. because they're showing me something I really really want so wow. how, so what is it in their experience that I'm seeing that I want is it more freedom are they sharing about their laptop lifestyle you know is it their income are they sharing how much money they've made and I'm not at that goal mm. I'd set like identifying what it is that you're identifying as something you really are craving is a really powerful thing because Mm. then you're able to go okay thank you energetically thank them like thanks for showing me where I'm out of alignment and then you're able to bring your energy back Mm. to doing the steps taking the steps for your healing and taking those inspired action steps Mm. that are needed for you to have your own version of that success yeah. So I never look at it as a negative. I think it's human nature, but I do think that you have a choice as to how you then redirect your energy with it. And again, it's more of that untangling and more of that unlearning of these ways of being um, mm. that we that we take on. Just being, like you say, being in the online world, in in the online world. Sorry, that's so saturated it's like our energy gets constantly pulled outwards when we need to be making sure we're anchoring Mm. 
ourselves consistently. So to me, if you're comparing yourself to someone else, it means you're either really tired because that's that can happen again. When we're tired, we kind of think we're failing and that's when everyone else's stuff seems more right. valid. Right. Um, it's telling me you're not in your alignment with, you know, your own vision and you're not taking the steps maybe that you need to fulfill that. So it's kind of bringing mm. that up. Or you, yeah, have some stuff coming up that might need a little bit of healing. So mm. there's so many layers to it. And I think that's what makes it a really overwhelming experience, comparisonitis, because it's not usually one thing. It's like it's kind of like showing us all the little things that are bubbling under the surface. Mm. Um, wow. So, yeah. This is so this is so juicy. Like that the, the, I'm getting goosebumps a little bit and just in talking about this because I'm just thinking back to like when I first really discovered that I was an empath and, and I really understood what that meant. Um, and I remember being around other people and, and learning how to feel energy and, and then all of a sudden, like feeling something that I did not like, and then saying, whoa, 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 what was that? Um, and then like being like, oh, I just want to hide, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to feel anybody else's energy today. And honestly, um, I guess just because I've been doing this now for several years and very intentional about my energy, like when you started talking about being out of alignment and, and soaking it up and I, and I immediately like drifted back to some of those awful moments that I just remember um, comparing myself. Like I have one in particular and I'm going to share this because I'm going to be vulnerable for those listening because I really want um, this to be a learning experience for anyone that could be struggling with this. Um I remember going to an event and it was, um, how to, how to, uh, give a Ted talk. And it was basically, um, it was put on by, by a TEDx type person. Um, and it attracted a bunch of us, mostly women. Um, but there was, there was some men in the crowd as well. And I was at this table full of women and, um, I was very confident, um, about my message, about my topic. And I, and I, I, had absolutely no doubts that, you know, I could be a Ted talker. Um, but as they, they went around the table and started asking people for ideas, um, for what they might speak about as I started listening to some of the ideas and I let my energy fill down a little bit and I started to soak up things like all of a sudden, my, my idea felt like it didn't even resonate. Like it didn't matter. Um, and, and what's crazy is like, I can look back and I can, and I can remember that feeling of comparisonitis, but also um, almost like a lack of self-worth because I was now, I was comparing my story to other stories, you know, um, and, and I compared, ended up comparing it with actually a friend of mine who had 30 years of experience, you know, in, in her field, whereas I was significantly new in my, in my business. And she ended up getting chosen for a Ted talk within a few weeks after that. And I remember being almost angry because I, I really wanted that opportunity. And I did what you, what you said actually, is I just said, okay, what, why am I so upset? What, you know, is it, is it the opportunity? Is it, and, and I had to really say, I cannot compare my one year as an entrepreneur to her 30 years, you know, and, and I said, and I can't compare my story to her story because we've walked different paths. And honestly, it, it was a huge learning experience for me. Um, but it was also 
a really great lesson in, in, in buttoning up my energy. You know, I, I used to call it zipping up um, because like if, if anybody was around me, I could kind of feel it was almost like if you're wearing a zippered jacket, it's almost like with everybody that talks, you're kind of unzipping and it's like you let in all your energy and before you know it, you're you don't have any of your own. You're, everybody is just mixed up and you can't tell where you end and where, where they begin. So yes. for, for, especially Absolutely. for my empaths, oh my gosh, you know, th- this is, um, th- these are some hard moments that, you know, we, yeah. we have to learn to manage that energy. Is that something that you typically help your clients with as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what you've described is, you know, having those really um, solid energy practices that help you stay in your own energy, but also not being afraid to like, don't follow people that make you feel that way. Like it's okay to, while you're building your confidence or, you know, because particularly often the phases where we, we get this comparisonitis is when we're about to stretch and grow. So we're kind of in our most vulnerable moments. Like you, mm-hmm. you were stretching out of your comfort zone, putting yourself out there. And of course your energy was going to go wobbly because you, you know, you were stretching. And so in those moments, it's okay to, you know, click silent on the people that are you're comparing yourself to because it's hard to focus on stretching, hold your energy and not get distracted by other people's Mm. stories and journeys. Like I think not enough is said about it shouldn't be just on us to try and (laughs) try and deflect other people's messages. We can choose like you can you can create an energetically little vacuum for yourself right. until you feel strong enough. And once you're, once you're in your flow and once you recognize, like once you feel really confident with what you're doing, no one else's messages are going to touch you, right? Mm. So you could have 100 people popping up and sharing their stories and you can be like, go you, go you with absolutely no effect. Right. Right. But when we are in those moments of vulnerability, it's totally okay to create a safe environment for yourself where all you are seeing is, you know, your own, your own journey. I I don't think that's talked about enough, like Mm. the negative impact of just being constantly bombarded and this expectation that we're, we're supposed to be able to stretch, grow, manage our energy and not, not let um, those external forces affect us. And if you are an empath, they are going to affect you. So, you know, give yourself permission to be like, okay, I am in order for me to stay in my lane, I need to have my energetic practices. I need to be really sure that I'm clear and aligned with my goal. And I need to be okay with, you know, silencing some of the external noise because I don't think like if you look at your phone insights at the end of a week when it pops up and tells you, I don't think we realize just how much the external noise is pulling us Mm. from our own purpose. And it's such a disservice, especially Mm. I know with a lot of the clients that I work with, once they realize how much attention they're paying to what other people are saying around them, instead of, you know, really coming inwards and just focusing on creating their own stuff, they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea how many hours I was spending reading other people's things. Of course, you're going to be triggered if every day you're reading one and one to two hours of other people's stuff. Right. When that's not there and you can just download your own gems and take your own inspired actions you you get to where you need to be and then and then that noise doesn't bother you yeah so I'm not saying you know that we should block things that are triggering us and not deal with our triggers sure Sure. that's not what I'm saying but I'm saying it's okay in those times where you are feeling vulnerable 
to protect your energy and create your day-to-day experience especially in the online world accordingly like it's yeah. that's totally valid you know yeah well absolutely and and also it ties right back to the seasons you know if we, like if you're in a spring season you know yeah. you don't need to hang out in the winter you know section at Walmart and buying clothing you know it yeah. the, you need to to go where you you are going to be nurtured you need yep. to go where you're going to be stimulated or um, encouraged or wherever you need to yes. be for that time um you know it's kind of like uh, I know a while back someone had messaged me and was like hey are you um are you going to any in-person events yet and I was like no I'm like not not right now and and honestly the season I was in it didn't, it didn't resonate with me to, to go out and, and I, yeah. I, I was building, you know, I was kind of behind the scenes. Um, you know, I didn't really want to like do my hair and put on makeup and dress up and go out and be around people. It just didn't feel like the time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you know, and, and as an empath, you know, we have to know what season we're in, yeah. where our energy levels are and where we're needed, you know, and, and I think it, it, it all just kind of, it beautifully ties together. Um, you know, I think if you know what season you're in and what you need, it's a lot easier not to compare to someone else's journey because I can, now I can easily look online if I jump on Facebook, um, you know, during a lunch break or something and I'm, and I'm glancing at my feed and I see someone posting about something and I'm like, Oh, she's in like a spring, you know, she's in this or, um, you know, summer, summer as I, I, I basically equate with travel. It means that they've sort of done all the things that they really needed to do in summer is their travel time. And so when I see people that are traveling and, yeah. you know, che- the cheers with the champagne glasses and I'm like, oh, they're in a summer, you know, and I'm like, I remember my summer, you know, and, and I'm able to yeah. kind of relate, but at the same time, like, I'm also like, I'm, I know where I'm at. I'm, I know I'm in yes. fall. I know I'm building or, you know, so I, that's really powerful. I think. Definitely. And really honoring where you are as being exactly where you're meant to be. I think just coming back to your truth of, you know, there is no behind, there is no ahead. Right. We really are on our own personal journey. And once you can really acknowledge and honor that, then honestly, other people's stuff, it just doesn't even touch you. But, yeah. you know, I think it is such a common thing. It, it does, it does feel important to acknowledge it because I think there's also a lot of shame when people feel that comparisonitis or even when people are procrastinating this shame piece of Mm. you know as a self-aware human shouldn't I be able to just move on and just get my shit together if you like but the truth is you know and this is probably the other component sometimes you do need support and we're not really designed to like solopreneur is such a myth I don't know anyone even people who own their own businesses who don't have either a healer a therapist a bookkeeper you know even if they just have someone that you know tweaks their website like there's this online again image that they're everyone's doing it on their own where really we all are creating and crafting these beautiful um, support systems or support ecosystems and and that's the main way you're going to stay out of these really big wobbles as well by ensuring you've got that support Mm. um, and that will look different in different seasons Mm. as well you know yeah that that's really powerful um and you know it it reminds me a lot of um 
a song and I'm, I'm such a music person because I grew up singing and writing music. So I love lyrics. Um, but Sarah Bareilles has this gorgeous song. Oh, I love Sarah Bareilles too. (laughs) Her voice is just mm, so beautiful. Um, but she has this song called islands and she just talks about, um, becoming an island and, and sort of, Every time I think about the, when someone says solopreneur, I immediately think of being an island. And I, I had used this with a client a while back because she and I are both very similar, um, kind of hardheaded when it comes to, you know, not wanting to outsource certain parts of our business. And, and I even said, you know, it's okay if you want to do so many things in your business and you want to be the primary, you know, one that does this and does that. And I'm like, but make sure that, you know, your island is not becoming so self-sufficient that you don't ever leave. And, and that, that really resonated with her, but it's funny after I told her, this was probably like three years ago. I now tell myself this probably once a week is like, how big is your island? Is it too self-sufficient? You know, um, because I know that at some point, you know, I, I wake up like and look around and I'm like, okay, I'm an island and I need people. Like I miss, I miss my people. I need to go see somebody. I need to go to Starbucks. I need something. Yes. Uh, And so I think that, you know, reminding ourselves that, you know, yes, we can build a beautiful business. We can be, you know, conquering procrastination and zipping up our energy and, you know, slaying comparisonitis and doing all the things. (laughs) But let's also make sure, you know, that we're not building an island, you know, where we can't quickly and easily get to who we need. Um, And I think that that's the one thing the pandemic has sort of magnified for me is, is, that I, even though I'm an introvert, secretly an introvert, um, who used to thrive on stage, um, I, I miss people and it's okay to, to want to be around people. I don't want to be around them all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I quickly deplete my energy that way. So I have to kind of balance it. Um, but once again, you know, talking about alignment and values, you know, I think, especially for our listeners, you know, know where you get out of alignment, you know, know how far that island needs to get to where you're like, okay, I need to swim. I need to go meet some people. Um, And it's okay to leave that, you know, safety net and, uh, and go find someone else and also look for the islands. Um, You know, there's also a, a lot of women, especially women online, you know, who are out there doing it all alone and maybe don't know how to, you know, throw up the flag and say, help me. So I think, you know, we should all be looking for those islands as well. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, that's one of the biggest things as a, when I did my circle facilitation training a few years ago, what I loved about that, and I'd always operated my, um, my sessions and my teachings in circle. I just didn't know it had a name. Like it was actually a process. Um, because we all want to be seen and heard and that looks different for each of us, how that, how that feels nourishing, but essentially we all do need some component of, of connection. So, um, and I think, like you said, it's, it's honoring, I know I myself am an introvert as well. And I, even I felt lonely during our multiple lockdowns in Melbourne. I was like, okay, I'm ready for people. Um, But we're so lucky to now almost, um, have a really clear experience of this and then to be able to choose okay like you said oh this week I'm feeling a little bit disconnected so I need to go and meet someone for a coffee or you know I'm really needing feeling nourishment I need nourishment for my body I'm going to go for a swim and right. like just just giving ourselves permission to tend to our 
ourselves as if we would maybe one of our clients or yeah. one of our dear friends right. um, because our well, all of these things we've spoken about today, confidence, procrastination, comparisonitis, we may all feel them to a degree in our journey, but how long we stay in them mm. can be significantly reduced where we can get to a point where it comes up, we feel into our body and our energy what we need and it's gone, mm. you know, and there's such power in that for achieving our goals, for feeling fulfilled, for living happy, less stressed lives. Um, but it all does come back to really giving yourself permission to tend to your energy. Right. At the end of the day, it really is that energy mastery. Right. Oh my gosh. So, so good. Um, well, gosh, this has been such an amazing conversation, um, and a really great reflection for me, um, you know, just to, to go back into where I'm spending my time reevaluating goals. Um, I definitely have a renewed sense of purpose in talking with you. So I'm sure our listeners are probably feeling the same. So I just want to say thank you to Amanda. Um, you know, you've just been such a delight. Um, we are almost at a time. Um, but I do want to ask you, if there, is there anything you want to share with our listeners, um, something that is either going on in your business or that you can help with? Um, please just share them and, and then also tell them where to find more of you. Yeah. Um, oh, look, anything, any unraveling, any unlearning of these, the ways the energy and society and our um, all these things we've spoken about today, if you want to explore that a little more deeply, I work with clients one-to-one and also I run um, a twice a year mastermind where we really combine energy healing, accountability, inspired action, the whole lot. Like it's, um, it's what I love to do. I just think there's so much um, unlearning rather than learning. Mm. <laughs> so that's, that's, the, that's the medicine I love to play with. Um, and they can find me at www.amandafreeman.com.au um, and I'm on social media as well. Um, you can, they can search for me there. So fabulous, yeah, fabulous. Really- if you're finding this podcast in the comments, I will include Amanda's bio as well as a link to her website so that you can um, directly connect with her. Um, and uh, for those listening, thank you for joining us today on Modern Lightworkers. Thank you again to our amazing guest, Amanda. Such, so much. Oh my gosh, <laughs> such a delight. So many amazing gems. Um, this has really been such a healing episode, um, not only for me, but I'm sure for anyone that's going to come across it in the years to come. Um, I, am, I am just so honored that we had you here today. So thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. And that wraps up another amazing episode of Modern Lightworkers. Remember, it's time to stop hiding and it's time to start shining. This is your shine coach reminding you to shine like you were born to do. Have an amazing day.